For Michigan State, this is a coach we've known for a long time. I started out covering the Big Ten and uh, really grew to be a fan of his with the defense that he coordinated at Ohio State. He's a no-nonsense coach, but a very loving, loyal coach, and I'm sure you guys have all figured that out by now. We were very impressed with him last year when he was a coach at Cincinnati, and they beat a highly regarded, undefeated Rutgers team, a game that we did, and we're very impressed by him as a head coach in that capacity. And so was Michigan State. They quickly named him their new head coach. Also a remarkable year, getting his team to a bowl year in his first season after a three-year layoff, Mark D'Antoni. You know, I guess I would ask both of you to comment on this because Holly made mention of it, the fact that, that it's interesting. Again, you're both in your first year, but both of you had been in the places where you're now the head coach. And what, what advantage has that been or what did that, how did that help you in terms of, of coming in as the head coach in this particular program and then getting him to where you have got him right now? It was a chance to come home for the D'Antonio family. We had great experiences at Michigan State. Outstanding support from uh, the various administration. Mark Hollis, Ron Mason, Luanna Simon. So many people that we knew as we were growing in college coaching. An opportunity to coach in the Big Ten, in a premier program, and a chance to be back with people that I love and knew love. Antonio, I think for me, one of the things that has impressed me the most about your, your team this season is something that you came in and pledged to do is, is to finish and to teach these kids how to finish. What was it that helped you get these guys over the hump and to have a strong finish to the end of their season? The thing we talk about a lot is about respect. I felt like, first of all, we needed to earn back the respect. And uh, respect is not given, it has to be earned. So we had to take steps to do that. And we had to put a, um, put a large emphasis on playing with passion. And if I think if you can do that, if that's in your heart, in whatever you do, you're going to be successful in life. And we just ask our players to look deep into their hearts every day and come out and do the very best that they can do and uh, never quit. And they've done an outstanding job doing that. And I just want to recognize them again in that. And it's the seniors who lead. And uh, it comes from within. So thanks again. Speaking of the fun, I got to ask you this now because I was shocked because I, I always got a picture of you as kind of the buttoned up, you know, all business kind of coach and you had the DJ in the corner playing music through your whole practice. Uh, tell us about how that started and, uh, and, and what brought you to do, to do that. Well, we all like music, first of all. So uh, one of the things that we had a problem with as a football team the last two years was were our penalties, our number of penalties and, you know, the ones that we could correct. So we started playing crowd noise and things of that nature, always on Thursdays, and we just took it to a new level and uh, asked to play music, so I was okay with that, but we play it loud, and uh, you know our guys don't jump off sides as much. I think we had seven the entire year, and it allows us to focus and hand signal things, and, um, and it makes practice go a little easier. And we've got some great dancers. <laughs> so I, uh, I just like to have fun with that, and uh, we've had a, we have a great group of young men, and. And I'm all for winning and doing what, what, uh, whatever we can do to possibly do that, but it makes practice fun, as Jeff said. And it can't be drudgery, it's a lot of hard work. Sometimes you have a dream of playing at this level. When you get there to that dream, you find out how much hard work there is to do. So when we can have an opportunity to give our guys a little fun, we're gonna do that, so uh, it's been good for us. Hey Mark, did you pick out the songs? Did you? No, we have a, we have a special guy that does that. Tom Kaczmarek, he's our local guy. We took a guy that, uh, took a guy that, that uh, was on medical hardship and we want to continue to include our, our young people that have had um, medical disqualifications, can no longer play, so 
he became our DJ. And uh, if you got a wedding to go to, he's the guy to call. Well, we thought we were going to practice yesterday, and seriously, he's in the corner with headphones on and his computer and speakers. I thought, is this practice or a house party? We weren't sure, but it was a lot of fun, and it was really funny to see you guys like running your two-minute drill to like Akon and Frank Sinatra, John Denver. I mean, it was it was really fun. Okay, from a from a football standpoint. Um, it's interesting to me, you guys come in here, you're seven and five, a lot of people would look at you on paper and think, well, you know, they didn't finish as high in the Big Ten and, and these guys were playing for the ACC championship. What is it about this team that you feel like they're going to be able to go out and be competitive against Boston College? Well, we've tried to play one game at a time, and in every game that we've been in the game, we may not have uh, won that football game at the very end. And I think in the first year, sometimes you have growing pains as a, as a program. We've been through those. We found a way to finish, finish uh, our last two games. And the thing that I admire about our football team is we've never quit. We've never quit on a team, and uh, we just keep plugging and understanding this is a 60-minute game. And I like our attitude. I like our focus. And I think, again, that comes from the leadership of our football team, from our, our seniors and the upperclassmen. And they've given us a direction to go. And uh, I thank, again, thank them again for that, because it, it does really come the coaches can set things in place and in play and have a plan for that, but if the players aren't buying into that plan, you won't get there. So thanks again, guys. All right, Coach Antonio, one of the other things I was very intrigued by this year is that you've always been a goal-oriented guy. I remember we did a story last year when you were at Cincinnati about your Bible, you know, your big, thick, motivational Bible. You've had players write their goals each week and keep it in their wallet. What are your goals that you've got in your wallet for this week? Win eight. <clears throat> Spend a little time with my family, pray daily, and uh, believe it or not, work out. But I haven't—I did work out a couple times, I think, didn't I, guys? But uh, those are our goals. You know, I think that uh, everybody has a way of setting things down, and I think if you keep them in front of you and you look towards those every day, you got at least a better chance of maybe making it happen. So we try. We always try and look ahead and not look look behind us too much. We'll critique the past and push forward.